0: Welcome to another episode of the VCDX podcast, a short bi-weekly podcast focused on the VCDX certification with news, updates, advice, and special guests. My name is Simon Long, VCDX number 105, and this week I'll be chatting to my special guest about VCDX defense preparation, finding time in our busy work and home schedules and making the most of the limited time we have. Here's a taste of what's coming up. You're managing to find 30 minutes or an hour here and there between your busy life at work and your family life at home and just to do a couple of bits and pieces here and there each day to try and you know, get yourself prepared.
1: So I've been doing this for about 18 months really seriously and it's definitely a marathon and uh, not a sprint. Every night instead of going to watch the TV then it's kind of well actually I need to sit down and, and get an hour on my design and, and you move forward that way.
0: With the next set of VCDX panels just a little over a week away, we're a little bit short of news and updates this episode, so we'll move on to the guest interview. You're listening to the VCDX podcast. On to our guest interview. Who is this episode's special guest? Give me your name and your number.
1: Uh, my name is Chris Porter, and at present, I don't have a uh, VCDX number.
0: What? so some of you may be listening and thinking to yourself why has simon brought on a a guest that doesn't have a vcdx well chris is actually defending in june in a couple of weeks and i wanted chris to join me on the podcast to talk about uh how he's how he's preparing for the defense and just to let you in a little secret i'm also planning on having chris back after his defense assuming that he'll still agree to that to find out how it went what went well what didn't go so well and things like that but before we go into that chris tell us What is your current role and what you typically do on a daily basis?
1: Um, Yeah, uh, so yeah, thanks for having me on in this slightly strange circumstance of not being a VCDX or a panelist or um, (laughs) uh, any of the other um, people that probably be far more, um, I don't know, relevant. I don't know, maybe maybe Mm -hmm. I've got something to say. But uh, um, yeah, so day to day, I work for a bank in London and um, I'm an infrastructure architect and um, yeah my day job um, consists of working with um, the engineering and devops team that I'm part of um, trying to get um, new projects over the line um, work to um, improve existing infrastructure and then work with application teams to onboard uh, new systems I'm um, doing a lot of uh, kind of cloud stuff at the moment
0: okay so do you kind of just focus in one business unit or do you get involved in architecture across the whole company or how does...
1: um, so we kind of um the bank i work for is split into kind of three um uh, distinct divisions um, mm-hmm. and i kind of focus on one of those and within okay. that there's a number of different business units um, that i Work across all of those. So, depending on what the needs are, we'll we'll work more closely with one unit than, than another. Some of them are slightly mm-hmm. more autonomous in their IT and delivery. But uh, yeah. So, um, and I guess bringing it relevant to VCDX. Um, whilst we're kind of focusing on cloud at the moment, we do have a very large um, uh, VMware estate, and um, that that's something I'm responsible for in terms of the architecture as well.
0: Cool. Well, that sounds like a, quite an interesting role. So one of the things that you've been preparing for for the vcdx defense is something that you've called 90 days of vcdx prep which i've been following and i'm sure many others have been following on twitter so can you tell us a bit more about what the 90 days of vcdx prep is and and why you decided to do this
1: um yeah so um yes the hashtag gotta have a hashtag which is 90 days of vcdx prep and that it's kind of inspired um by there's a hashtag for a hundred days of code um, okay. um where people kind of track um, that they're learning a new um, programming language or learning to code mm-hmm. um, and so kind of got inspired by that and it was really just to motivate me to make sure i was trying to do something every day and keep mm-hmm. me honest um and i thought it'd be interesting for people to follow and it, yeah i kind of realized i i think i was 92 or 91 days away from from when I mm-hmm. was planning to prep um, in June. So I kind of um, just thought it'd be a bit fun to do that and track it. Um, so yeah, I think um, it seems to get some interest from people. So mm-hmm. I, I hopefully it's useful and entertaining. I think it's going to get more entertaining as I kind of build up towards um, defending um, and then it will go quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Definitely. I mean, I think like as I've been reading through them, as they come through each day is I think other people would find them interesting because you're not necessarily sitting down and doing three hours of hard work every evening to prepare. It's just you're managing to find thirty minutes or an hour here and there between your, your busy life at work and your family life at home, and just to do a couple of bits and pieces here and there each day to try and you know get yourself repaired. Rather than you know, f- I think a lot of people feel that they need to dedicate a lot of time, like hours each night throughout the week, to be able to do this. But I think it shows in your instance that it's not maybe not always the case
1: yeah it's um something um for the whole vcdx process so i've been doing this for about 18 months really seriously and it's definitely a marathon uh, and not a sprint uh and um i know some people like to talk about they were up at 5 a.m and then they were then they were sort of um working late and they do that day in day out but that's just not not for me i realized that very early on that i needed to kind of sleep to function in my job <laughs> and to function the next day uh, working on vcdx so um but then I, yeah certainly i have put a lot of time into it when i was actually preparing the submission certainly through the last six months of last year and spent a lot of time and dedicated time to it um, but also it's just finding um Twenty minutes on the train. Um, I'd go out for an hour at lunchtime, um, and mm-hmm. then do a, a bit in the evening, and then have some time over the weekends. And I've just carried that on into my preparation. And so it's yeah, just trying to find every spare minute to kind of work on it. But as you say, not necessarily um, doing three or four hours every night. And and we shall see whether that pays off or not. But for me, that's mm-hmm. that's the way I've been able to um, continue going with the process Um, I think any other approach for me necessarily I I wouldn't I wouldn't be this far along you've got to find your own your own comfort um, that keeps you going but doesn't completely burn you out
0: and definitely and and if if you're one of those people that doesn't have as much time as maybe others all you need to do is just you know stretch your timelines out a little bit longer you know rather than saying okay I'm going to be done in a year's time look then maybe I'm going to be done in 18 months or two years time because you don't have that you know there's much time as some of the other people that can dedicate hours each day or you know so just kind of set your expectations right in that if you don't have so much time it's going to take you a little bit longer but you can certainly get there Um, and yeah and
1: i think it's about making making sacrifices you're absolutely right about extending it out and, and taking your time to work through it um but it's also um for me, I was I was fairly fit before I started. I'm less fit now, but I was sort of <laughs> going out cycling or running at, at lunchtime or those kind of things. And I couldn't, with, my, with a young family as well, justify doing those things and spending as much time yeah. as I could on my VCDX. So um, I approach it in working on V C D X is this period of my life. Mm-hmm. And then once that's done um, and, and finished, whatever happens, then... I will will change to something else. Um, yeah, I hope to live to a ripe old age, so I've got plenty of time to uh, to focus on one thing and and then and do that properly, and then focus on something else yeah. afterwards.
0: So I think if you end up having too many things that you feel that you need to do, you end up feeling the pressure and and it adds to the stress of things, and and it just overwhelms you at that point. So I think you made a really good decision there, and kind of taking out some of the things that you used to do before, giving yourself some time, and then as soon as you're done. You, back to doing that or something else that you've been kind of really wanting to do whilst you've been studying.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the simplest things you can do is, is just, just, I mean, it can be hard, but kind of give up on a lot of, lot of TV. Um, (laughs) I think so many people talk about box sets they've watched and all the films Mm -hmm. they want to get through and things like that. And if you kind of give yourself that as a reward at the, at the end of the week, um, yeah, um, uh, an hour or TV or whatever, or one film or something, but, um, Yeah, every night instead of going to watch the TV, then it's kind of, well, actually, I need to sit down and and get an hour on my design and and you move forward that way.
0: Yeah. And the good thing with TV nowadays is that it'll be there when you're done as well. Like, you know, before you didn't have a way of recording it, it'll always be there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Oh, oh, you're trying to avoid spoilers. So uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I hope you're not uh, doing the Game of Thrones right now because it's very difficult to avoid spoilers for that.
1: Well, that is my that is my kind of guilty pleasure. So at the moment, I did catch up a few years ago. So I, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> once a week. That's what I'll sit down and watch. So uh, <laughs> yeah, just be, yeah, partly because, um, it, well, in a large part, you can't really avoid the spoilers. So. No,
0: definitely not, and it's highly worth taking that hour each week for sure. So just in, out of interest, during your preparations, you've been doing a lot of different activities, as we've seen from your Twitter feed. Like, what would you say is the most beneficial activity? that you've found and that you've been doing along the way? Um,
1: so I think one of the, I don't know if it's necessarily an activity, but something, mm. uh, uh, something I carried out was something I found from uh, Mike Burkhardt when he was preparing. And mm. he tweeted that he'd printed out his design and got it bound. And uh, that's something I did fairly early, early on in my preparation. And whilst I tried to avoid printing things and, yeah. and, and cutting down the trees, um, it was, having that physical media i actually carry it around with me in my bag all the time and it's 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 been something i'll refer to and and, and look at but mainly just when you're working on your presentation you want to flick back and forth um, and pick details out that's been really really helpful so i definitely recommend um, um doing that and then i think really the mock certainly the the Mock um, design scenario—it's daunting, and mm-hmm. when I organise them, you sit there and you really don't want to start, and you're kind of going through it, and you just want it to finish because it's—it's yeah. it's very, very intense. Um, Your people are playing customer, and you've got to come up with the ideas mm-hmm. and, and the design and pick things out. Um, but I think a lot of the advice I've—I've I've received and what—and what I've read is that that's one area that people really don't focus on in terms of their, their defense. And, and I've yeah. still got a lot to prep to do and I feel like I probably won't be ready, but I'm, I'm doing some of those. So I think that's useful to do, to take the, take the fear away a yeah, little bit.
0: Definitely. I don't think you'll ever feel ready, ready for the mock, for the defense. But, you know, I think it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to feel, right? You don't want the first defense to be your actual defense. Like as, as painful as, and as awkward as it is to do these things. And, chris i i know exactly how you feel it's it's not pleasant to put yourself through these things but it will make a big difference to you and i as a panelist you can see the people who come into this and they have you can see the difference in the prep you can tell the people come in and, and they're confident and they know how to structure and they have a flow to the way they're doing things and there's some people who just come in and kind of wing it really and you can really tell the difference it's um it's
1: also one of the areas when i started vcdx that i for me vcdx wasn't about just achieving a certification in mm-hmm. fact it really wasn't about that it was about developing my skills and, and pushing myself to to learn that uh, that architecture methodology yeah. and being able to whiteboard and learn a, a process to do that was something that i wanted to pick up and learn and have mm-hmm. a methodology around so that's that's it's an it's an area that's daunting but i i just really get get the benefit from doing it
0: i think those skills will be with you longer then the technology will be with you. You know, yeah. It, you know, as virtualization moves on to something different, those technology, those skills will still be there with you. And it's, as you say, it's kind of skills for life. So, Chris, something else you've been involved in is something called the Virtual Design Master, and I think many of our listeners would be interested in this. So, can you tell us a bit more of what the Virtual Design Master is, and and how it would maybe benefit someone who is considering or actively going for the VCDX?
1: Yes, yeah, so Virtual Design Master was something I took part in two years ago, and I describe it as reality TV for geeks. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a really interesting and, and great community project that's run by uh, Eric Wright, Angelo Luciani, and Melissa Palmer. And when I took part in it, it was season five of Virtual Design Master. So they, they've been running it uh, every year for four years before that. Mm-hmm. And you basically get set a scenario um, and you have to come up with a design and you submit the design on. So, this is on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You can kind of, I think you get the scenario on a Thursday. You have to submit a design by the Tuesday. And then on a Thursday, you have to, uh, they broadcast it live on YouTube. It's done via Zoom and you have to defend that design. And they start with 12 uh, participants. And eventually, over the four weeks, you get to the, the i think it's the fifth week there's a final and there's three of you and that's the final is you actually get some infrastructure to play with and you have to answer the scenario do the submit the design but also implement it and the team the panelists will log in and look at what your work basically so cool. yeah in terms of in terms of it was an intense process and not only because the the folks running it are in the US so I think the defense was one o'clock in the morning, um, oh, our time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was it was it was full on, and I just kind of threw my hat in the ring and and, and thought I'd see how it goes week by week, and mm-hmm. uh, people dropped out. And then I was lucky enough uh, um, to eventually get to the end of, and win season five. So um, That's awesome. that was yeah, it was a fantastic experience. It was really great to be part of, and it. it really helped me start to gain confidence in my design skills and, yeah. and give me that. Um, boost to think that I could achieve VCDX. So about six months after that, that's when I really started VCDX in
0: earnest. That's cool. like, as you say, it sounds like great, the Great British Bake Off, but for geeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool as well. So each week, or they have a different scenario or, or a kind of yeah. Okay, yeah. so That's so, and that's a really good way of, of kind of learning how to think outside of the box because quite a lot of the time for people who are going to VCDX, they may have only ever seen and done one design before and this is a great way of taking requirements from something that's completely different and maybe out of your comfort zone and trying to figure out what to do with those requirements exactly and it, it was um the
1: scenarios are put together by melissa and uh, it's sort of based on a somewhat of a, a a space theme um and then there's then one week there will be uh, security based and um something else will another week will be more sort of deployment based. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of loosely based on those things. And then it certainly uh, heads towards the VCDX piece in that you can ask the guys um, uh, questions, and so uh, do you have any assumptions and document those pieces i do i think they might be changing it for for this year so there's a there's a new season starting uh shortly and i don't know if they're they're doing something slightly different but i definitely recommend any anyone looking at vcdx or or preparing for vcdx to 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 email and um, and get involved and and put your name in to, to participate
0: yeah, that sounds really, really good, good preparation for the VCTX as well. What I'll do is I'll stick the uh, the link to the website in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in going for that, um, just look in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up for it. But Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure having on the podcast. I wish you the best of luck for your defense in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, I look forward to having you back on shortly to share your experiences with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'll I'll, I'll look to be back as long as I'm not curled up.
0: um, (laughs) (laughs) You'll be absolutely fine, don't you worry. Thanks, mate. So this week is my turn to talk to you about a common VCDX mistake that I see very regularly throughout my time as a panelist. And this VCDX mistake is around assumptions. I see a lot of designs that have assumptions like... Network bandwidth between data centers is adequate for storage replication, or load balances would be used to load balance Horizon connection servers, or Active Directory, DNS, NTP is configured throughout the environment. Now, these are things that we really shouldn't be assuming. You need to think to yourself if I'm making this assumption and I'm actually incorrect, what would be the outcome to this design? If the outcome would leave the customer's environment in a bad state, then it's probably something that you need to look in a little bit more closer, work with the customer, ask the questions and actually find out, do they have enough bandwidth? Do they have Active Directory? Have they got NTP configured throughout the environment? So this is something I see regularly on the panels and and definitely something I'd recommend to avoid if possible. Let's try and remove all assumptions from our design. So that's it for my common mistake this episode and uh, we'll have some more for you in future episodes. So let's move on to the question of the week. This week's question comes from Dmitry Tanurkov, and I hope I haven't uh, mispronounced your last name there. And it's around the presentation at the start of the VCDX Defense. And he asks, do the candidates have 10 to 15 minutes to speak with minimum interruption from the panel or otherwise? And it's a question I get a lot. A lot of people want to know what to expect. And the truth of it is, is that no two defences are alike. There may be a time when a candidate comes in and they start to do their presentation and we will listen for 10, 15 minutes and we won't necessarily have questions at that point. And there'll be another defence where a candidate comes in and literally the first or second slide, one of the panellists will have a question for them. So it's very difficult for us to say, okay, you're gonna have 15 minutes before we actually you know, start to ask questions. There has been times on occasion where I've purposely asked a question, maybe an easy question at the start of the presentation just to help relax the candidate. Because sometimes people come in, they're very nervous and all they need sometimes is just a nice simple question that they can easily answer just to kind of put themselves at ease and to kind of get them moving and flowing again. So my recommendation to you Dimitri is to first of all have a 10-15 minute presentation and make sure you're comfortable with it without any questions you know make sure you know it off by heart and then start to practice with in it like a mock panel type thing where people will ask questions every now and again and I think because you'll be comfortable with the content of your presentation because you kind of familiar with it and you're used to talking about it, if you get sidetracked by a question from the panelist, it won't be too difficult for you to kind of get back into the flow of your presentation again. So that would be definitely something I'd recommend there is practice the presentation without interruption until you're comfortable with it. And then start to practice the presentation with interruptions. So that way you're prepared whether you get asked questions straight out of the gate or whether you get to the end of your presentation before you start to have questions so I hope that answers your question if anyone else has any more questions that we can answer in future episodes of this podcast you can um, tweet them to me at simonlong underscore or you can send me a message via my website simonlong.co.uk forward slash blog and go to the contacts me page and there's a form there you can fill in if you have any questions So that's it for another episode of the VCDX podcast. Thanks again to my special guest, Chris Porter. Best of luck for your VCDX defense next week. For those of you tuning in for the first time, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to subscribe and share with others who might find this podcast interesting. I'll speak to you again in two weeks time.